from rehabbing and construction to luxury properties. Andy Polsky and his team are licensed real estate agents in the state of Minnesota with the brokerage Remax Advantage Plus and can be found online at apgroupmn.com. Now, here's Andy Polsky. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. Today we're going to focus on preparing a home for a spring market or for a listing in general, how to get your home ready. And we have a special guest today, Jill Gorman. Hi, thank you for having me. Uh, my name is Jill O'Gorman and I am owner and designer of Ravishing Rooms. And then we have Andy Ream as always. Hi guys. Our color commentator, he just got back <laughs> fresh from a vacation. And Marshall Saunders, I was just gonna tell these guys before the podcast is I, I have a unique relationship with Jill. Mm-hmm. I don't know her that great, but we started working together and she, she does a phenomenal job. But she was actually, my wife Lou was in au pair and she was the nanny for for, Lou, for my children. Oh, yep, yeah. I brought Lou here in um, 2005, was oh, it? Or 2006. Wow. 2006, yeah. yeah. That's a cool story. Yeah. So that's how you met? Yeah, I, I didn't even know that Joe was in the staging business till a couple years ago. Lou told uh, me, I was like, oh, I got to talk to her. So kind of a small world. You owe her a lot, not just her staging abilities, but <laughs> yeah. her, your wife. Her yeah. hiring <laughs> abilities. Uh, my kids owe you everything. Yeah. Right. wouldn't be here. Very cool. So this is kind of a crazy market. We're coming, uh, we're dealing with the whole COVID thing and social unrest and all sorts of uh, interesting things that have an effect on real estate. What is the market like right now? The market's crazy right now. You, you often hear me say it's pretty good, but I think when COVID first took off, I was I was more talking about how it was all about holding deals together mm-hmm. that we had. So I feel like our spring market has been completely pushed out where this is like our normal March, just insane activity, a ton of buyers. We still have lower inventory on on the actual listing side, but I've got eight listings right now, which is the most I usually have. And some of them are moving quickly, and I, I keep picking up more listings as we go. So, so people are just realizing life goes on, and you know, even though we're in kind of a new environment where we need to be safer about where we go and how we interact with people, houses need to be bought and houses need to be sold and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, exactly. I think everybody's realized that there was so much pent-up demand in the housing market that that's not going to go away. It's not like right. 2008 that where that. Right. Mortgage was the issue back in 2008. Yeah. Everybody has equity in their homes now, so we're we're seeing that as a way of actually helping pull us out of this. Right. Because uh, I know it's, it's impacted uh, how much work we've been doing. You know, the home wasn't originally designed to wasn't designed to be everything. You know, not the classroom, the office, uh, where you're at 24 seven. People have really realized or they they uh, the deficiencies have become more glaring. And whether or not they pick up and move or whether they decide they want to try to rehab something or ban the place or whatever, um, I think people are starting to kind of buckle down for a longer haul with being home also, you know, and maybe working from home more more often in the future. Or, you know, I, I, I honestly have no idea what our kids are going to do for school next year, if they're actually attending school or if they're going to be attending school via laptop, you know. So I don't have – it's and I would assume that everyone else is – pretty much in the same boat that, you know, they're at least kind of preparing for it. If they're not buying ammo or maybe they're done doing that, they're, <laughs> you know, starting to kind of look at, uh, decided they're not going to shoot the virus. Maybe they should just kind of, you know, look at what they can do with their house to try to make things a little more accommodating. 
Yeah, and I think Jill was hitting on that right right before we started recording. And I'm seeing the same thing. A lot of people are kind of doing that, checking off all the boxes on that honeydew list and like, oh, maybe we could sell our house now, especially when they find out it's a hot market. Yeah, I mean, that's a bulk of my job is doing the staging consultations where agents will hire me to go in and tell their sellers how to get their house ready for the market. So, so what do you do? Just go in there and tell them to get rid of all the family pictures and clean up their garbage? And More than that, I mean, I look at each room, you know, in terms of furniture placement, okay. um, making sure the rooms look as spacious as possible, make sure that are we showing off the features of the home or is there too much personal things or items catching my eye that I don't want to catch up. So I go through and make them a list in each room, you know, take this away, take this away. So do you charge for the actual consultation or is it just to get your foot in the door and do the staging? No, I charge for the consultation. The majority of our home staging consultations, people are living in the home and they have their own furniture and items and we don't bring anything in. We work solely with their items. Okay. And what's the normal cost? We charge house? a flat fee for 150 Okay. And we type up a room-by-room room report with all the decluttering and then... In addition, we'll do, you know, if they need paint, we'll give them a paint color. If we see I've carpet, got a, Yeah, if we see carpet, needing carpet, we'll give them a suggestion on carpet or set them up with referrals. I probably provide way too many free services. <laughs> Me too. I'm always doing that. And I used, I've worked with enough designers like you yeah. that I should start steering more people your way because – I burn up a lot of time with with just free advice and right. I know, and I've had out. a lot of agents who who've done that themselves too, and then finally they're just like, yeah, yeah, they don't want to do it all. Yeah, well, and so you, you can do, focus you do a, on you the do marketing. a better job too. You're going to be a lot more thorough. And I can be the bad guy. You can just be like, oh, just see what the stager <laughs> says. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't have to go in as a realtor and go, oh, this house. You got to so remove ugly. that wallpaper. <laughs> Nobody likes to take down Let the wallpaper. Let the stager be the bad person. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes total sense. You know, I have kind of a, a, a neutral third party come in, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. kind of get rid of stuff. I, I, I'm I always appalled. I'm a minimalist. I hate stuff. And um, I've been into a, people's homes and I, I'm just disgusted most of the time with how much clutter and, and just stuff. So when, when you go and finally clean some of their stuff up or tell them to clean it up, do you ever find people are like, wow. You know, maybe my house is a little bigger than I yeah. thought, and, you know, maybe I don't have to move now. Yeah. yeah. Now that I got rid of they want 43 to stay boxes sometimes. of garbage, you know, yeah. Well, I always tell them there's a good rule of thumb is to remove about a third of your things, and sometimes it's half, depending yeah. on how long they've lived there and how much stuff they've accumulated. 67 pictures of the grandkids and 53 different frames on, yeah. the, on the hallway wall. Most, most people are receptive to it, though, because then I go on to say, Think of this as pre-packing. You're going to have to pack up this eventually. You're going to do a little bit on the front end. You have less to do and you got to be out of your house in 30 days. Exactly. <laughs> Which kind of brings up a good point. Like, where do they put this stuff? And sometimes people put it in closets and, you know, those things have to look kind of decluttered too. Exactly. Yeah, that's a conversation I have with them too is like, do you have a place to put it? Oftentimes some people will say, well, yeah, we rented a storage or sure. can we put some in the garage? I said, well, it depends on how much you're going to put in the garage. All right, because people want to see the garage. Mm-hmm. Too. We're getting ready to sell a place in Wyzetta right now, and it's like a duplex, but it's a single-family home, so they lived there 20-something years and raised 12 kids in there. you imagine <laughs> the amount of stuff they have? Jill, do you have any like fun or unique stories from staging or helping people get ready to sell? Well, there was one that I went to 
last year, and they wanted me to stage the main level in the master bedroom, and they had they had it staged already, but the realtor kind of wanted me to redo the bedroom. And so they had a, a large rug down, and I came in there to pick it up, and there's like a hole in the floor. Oh, they really? were covering the hole. With a rug, so, yeah. No plywood or anything over it. There was a little bit of plywood, but it, and it and it kind of wow. smelled like cat or something. Uh. And so I was like, "Ew!" I'm like, "Do you know that this is under?" There? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "I don't feel right about this. Like, I don't want to put another rug over this right, unless yeah, you're right. disclosing yeah, this." So, I was waiting for a story about like some 600 pounder that hadn't yeah, uh, right, left yeah. the couch and you know hoarders. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I do see a lot of hoarders. There's been times when I've I can't even see the kitchen. Yeah. countertops when the housing market tanked we did really well because we used to do uh, code enforcement work for cities so like when people were foreclosed on uh we would wind up coming in and doing board ups and graffiti removal and um all sorts of stuff and so that you know that line of work kind of followed in a few different types of uh, uh things but it was uh we wound up like cleaning up after you know like uh, like estates and some of that kind of stuff and it is incredible how much stuff people have. And I, I don't know. I just can't stress this enough about how much stuff, you know, it just drives me nuts. But I, I've seen it before. And, you know, you know some of these really nice houses, and it's like it's a big house, and they've got the rooms to just keep on park and stuff. And, you know, they're not necessarily dollar store shoppers like your run-of-the-mill hoarders who are going to go and, you know, pile the cart with, you know, 17 bucks worth of trinkets, you know, three times mm-hmm. a day. They'll go and drop a few hundred dollars on actual items and then have absolutely no use for them. You know, you got stuff closed with the tags still on it. You got, uh, you know, containers that were intended to maybe store stuff but never got used. Newspapers, other subscriptions. I mean, it's just incredible what uh, people have. I see a lot of people who have, like, the Star Wars fetish. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where they'll just have a room full of Star Wars stuff. So what's the biggest topic that people ask you about on staging appointments? Mainly just how much stuff do I pack up? Also, in just terms of updating and and repairs, like how much do they do? Because people are concerned about putting more money than they're going to get back. Um, so that's usually the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Do you kind of do like a tier like I do? I always say there's like three levels. I'm going to highly recommend you do this. It's usually like paint and it's like yep. you're going to get a huge return on this, but it doesn't cost much money. Level two tier is like I would highly recommend it, but you don't have to. And then level three is like, this might help your house sell faster, mm-hmm. but you're not going to get more money. Yeah, that's pretty much what I do. I mean, because some of these homes, it's kind of a snowball effect. Like, how, where do you start? Where do you stop? Mm-hmm. You start replacing the, you paint the cabinets, but then the countertops and the backsplash looks dated. And then, you know what I mean? It's really like so an then art form yeah. or science. Usually they're thankful then when I say, you know what, let's focus on decluttering. Let's do a fresh coat of paint. You know, I'm going to have you replace a couple light fixtures or something, but we're going to leave this alone. Cause and it all depends on the, the client. If you have somebody who's like a handyman or loves doing their own projects, mm-hmm. or if it's NYZ versus North St. Paul, you're like, yeah, yep. let's, let's, well, it might be worth putting in granite and doing a backsplash. But if the house is kind of topped out at market value, you're not going to do yeah. that stuff. Usually I will go back to the agent then and say, what are the comps? What are we looking at in that area? Are we expecting granite countertops, or right. can we do a, a butcher block, or just something simple? Yeah, I actually design for exceptional homes and remodeling. I do all of their flips. Do you have like a go-to that you get a lot of your materials, or all over the place? Kind of all over the place. It depends. We've kind of 
bounced around. Does your company provide rental furniture? Like if it's a vacant home, do you Yes, yeah, so that's another it? part of our business is I have a warehouse of furniture. So oh, really? when we have builders will often contact me for model homes and then just agents who come across home people that have already moved or yeah, trouble I, selling it empty or I bought a house from a client in Greenfield beautiful home and we did a kitchen remodel and a few updates to the bathrooms and Jill came in and staged it because they had already moved out and I was blown away she did an amazing job it really makes a difference and especially since you know I, I make up this number but I always tell people 98 percent of the searches start on the internet yeah, maybe higher yeah <laughs> unless right. they stumble in on a house doesn't or something. begin on the internet no. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> so the, those photos are your first showing you have about 30 seconds to two minutes to get people's attention. Right. So yeah. vacant homes, I mean, they can have gorgeous features, but they still just don't feel, they don't give you that warm feeling. Mm-hmm. I was at one of your jobs one time, and the one of the people that came by to walk through had said, uh, yeah, uh, we like this place. They're, they're talking to each other. I could just hear them. And uh, they said, uh, we like this place. It's the only one that looks better in person than the photos. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I thought it was kind of interesting. I'm like, oh, it, you know, makes sense. I mean, I guess you put your best foot forward and, you yeah. know, but then when you get there, you know, it's. Uh, sometimes, yeah, sometimes the photos can be so good. We were talking about that too, that you get there and it makes it look a lot larger. Well, and sometimes we will stage just a few rooms. We'll do just to like the main living room, dining, kitchen, maybe one bedroom. We don't do the basement or something just to keep the cost down for clients. But I've had people say that too. I think I think it was my stepmom or something who shared some pictures and then someone commented, oh, we went and looked at that house. And she's like, did you like it? And she's, they're like, yeah. Well, the rooms that were staged looked really nice. <laughs> Yeah, they didn't you like. hope they can see through and visualize <laughs> yeah. if a few rooms are staged. But they didn't like the empty ones, apparently. So It's tough to visualize things. You know, yeah. no matter how, how much someone says, I want fixer-uppers, I want this, I want that, then suddenly you show them a fixer-up, they're like, oh, well, it's got an old bathroom and it's got mm-hmm. an old kitchen and the countertops are orange. You know, like that's exactly yeah. what a fixer-upper is. But it's sometimes tough to visualize. That's why people who are in the flipping business and construction business kind of understand how to look at things yeah. a little bit more with the eye of what it's going to look like afterwards. But I actually, my house that I'm in right now, I've been flipping for a couple of years. Okay. You should have seen mine when I first bought it. Where's that one at? West Bloomington. It's nice. a town home. But I bought it from an older lady that had passed away and really nothing has been done since the 70s. <laughs> Yeah. You know what? If you wait long enough, it'll all probably make yeah. a full right. swing back. Comes back around. Yeah, wallpaper and, you know. It had orange and um, green shag carpeting in the basement. Slowly but surely, I'm getting that. That was ripped out immediately before I even moved in. Yeah, like that mid-century modern style, you know, for a while was, you know, you couldn't give those homes away. No one wanted that old style. Yeah, and now, now that's back. Just, people are killing for it. Same with the penny tile. That mm-hmm. was popular in the fifties, yeah. and then now yeah, a you lot go of, into those South Minneapolis homes, and they're yeah. still there. And I'm like, well, guess what? It's back. It's You're good. Back in style. We can just paint. And <laughs> how fast do buyers make a decision whether they like it or not when they enter a home? Eleven seconds. Yeah. Eleven seconds. And that's why it's so important to stage those first few rooms that you see because yeah, that's everything. Jill, as a stager, do you give advice on? The outside of homes, yeah, too? Yeah, I was called like a year ago to stage a house that had been on the market for over a year, and it was empty, and then they wanted to stage it. So I gave them a staging quote, but then I said, 
listen, I know you didn't ask me to <laughs> give this piece, but I'm like, you, you should really just paint the front. I mean, it was like that old salmon-y colored brick. You yep. know what I'm talking about? Right. That pinkish brick yep. right. that just, just streamed 80s. <laughs> and I just said, yeah, you can paint this brick. I gave them a color to go with the siding and the front door. They took my advice, and I had them change a couple light fixtures, and they sold it within two months. Nice. Well, I mean, that's people do judge a book by the cover. I mean, and I, I don't dis, you know, I don't disagree with them. I mean, why, why put a cover and a title on the book if you're not going to at least uh, infer something about its contents? You know, so having that uh, initial thing when you first walk up, I mean, I think it does make uh, one. Yeah, difference. and this wasn't even the whole house that needed to be painted. It was just that it just had the brick on the front or the part of it. Yeah, so you're looking looked, at a few hours to yeah, make a huge so impression. Inexpensive for what you'll get out of yeah. it. That's the beauty yeah. of paint. Well, and that's like you were saying. I think there's a lot of that stuff that, yeah, you might not get a huge. It's not like you're gonna put fifteen hundred into it and get ten grand back on the house, but you'll actually get somebody to shut their car off and walk in, mm-hmm. uh, rather than just you know, oh, let's just move on, you know. And yeah. So that's I think some of those things fall into that category where you got to get them inside. I yeah. find that you most often you get probably hundred percent of your money back for painting. I would say it's like a five to one, ten for one return mm-hmm. usually. We even painted stone on on our house, the Lakota house. It had like oh, this yeah. this corny old. It was all kind of salmony limestone yeah. colored, and it it was really nice stonework. But it just screamed nineteen seventies or yeah. like Hugh Hefner in the seventies in a robe. <laughs> What's the deal with wallpaper? Is wallpaper out now? Are you telling well, people? Well, wallpaper's back. Oh, really? Okay. But I still don't necessarily recommend you doing it before resale i still think it's very personal Mm. wallpaper is among the worst things i think that were uh i i cannot honestly think of one good reason to ever use wallpaper at any time it uh it it is just the most horrible thing because you don't like to take it down or you just don't like the look of it i won't even i'll I'll just tear the whole wall apart and uh just i mean if no other reason just that it makes me angry you know i i just there's wallpaper is a horrible thing We've, had, we've overlaid them with three-eighths and sheetrock just because it's quicker. Yeah. I mean, it's literally faster just to come in and slap up some sheetrock, and you can tape out a couple walls pretty quick. For sure. And, I mean, by the time you're done farting around trying to take that stuff off and then trying to get the glue off and, you know, then trying to treat it before you paint it because you never get everything off. I mean, it's... Uh, a lot of times if it's in good shape and it adhered really well, you can kind of just skim the seams and paint, paint right over it. it. Yeah. I did that once, too. Well, that's so. That's one of the things I tell people is think about as much as you don't want to take that wallpaper down right now. Your buyer ten times more does not want to take that wallpaper down. That right. might be them not coming to your house. You know, if I were going to buy a house, so I've said this before that if I ever dine with somebody and they order an Impossible Burger, I'm crumpling up my napkin, throwing it on the table, and storming out of the the lunch. I just I, I refuse to eat with somebody who orders one of those fake burgers. I just don't get it. I would do the same thing if I walked into a place to buy it and saw wallpaper. I would just throw my stuff down and immediately and leave. leave. See, I, I see dollar signs because I'm like, nobody else is going to want to deal with this. And I'll send my guys in there and have it ripped off. Yeah, you'd no probably time. call us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, that's the other thing, too. You don't really know what you're getting into when, you know, how bad it's going to come off. And, you know, so you can easily find yourself into the weeds on it. It's easier for me just to look at it and say, let's just plan and overlaying it. I and think maybe the wallpaper they're making today is different and with the glue. Yeah, there's stuff. a primer that they put on yeah. it now and stuff. We've hung wallpaper, which I hate to admit, but it's uh, 
Um, there is a whole different setup on, on how was. you put it on. Yeah, but trying to line up those patterns and stuff, and that, I mean, you just wind. It, it's it's incredible how much waste there there seems to be too with it. And you know, like bathrooms are a good example where you still got. I mean, there's as many plumbing fixtures in the bathroom as there is in the kitchen. You know, and it's the same number of walls, and there's always a lot of just rinky dink stuff to cut around, and oftentimes there's random walls or like little uh, 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 raceways or just random stuff, and uh, what a hassle. You know, I think I I think it's important to stage. I mean, for everything that I've seen, I mean, it seems to me to be a good return. I mean, I look at places and, you know, I've been looking at, at houses for a number of years and um, I think empty rooms, I mean, I'm kind of with the people who are like, oh, these empty rooms are hard to visualize. I underestimate how big a room actually is. Like I see, it's, you know, it might be like a 12 by 14 bedroom or something. It's like, oh, I'd never fit a bed in here. You know, it seems so small. But then when you see somebody with a bed or you see it arranged, it's all of a sudden you know, something that you can kind of, uh, then I can work it out, you know, in my mind. So it sounds like you consulting though, more than just, you're not just showing up with a truckload of furniture, walking it in. You're actually giving folks suggestions. Yeah. On, I do. And I, I, my two cents on is that I think that that's actually something that would be worthwhile, even if you're not moving. I mean, there's stuff that, I mean, God, I would love it if somebody would have gone into my house and said, you know, you got to clean off some of these bookcases. And oh, so yeah. it wasn't we just We get me. a lot of return clients because I get people who once I get to my new house, will you help me with paint? And If anybody's thinking about buying or selling right now, I think we're at a really good point. Nobody really knows what's going to happen with the economy. I think the general consensus is we're headed in the right direction. I'm sure there's still going to be a little more pain with, with some businesses that you know took such a hard hit. But I think the government did a good job of, of bailing out enough people and providing that economic relief to get us through this that the housing market is the strongest I've ever seen it right now we're the busiest I've ever been so I'm very thankful for that and do you have anything well there's still kind of a lack of inventory too right for sellers for sure if you're looking to sell like I'm a real estate agent but you're always going to get my honest approach it might not be the best time to buy just because there's so many buyers out there with not a lot of inventory I don't see housing prices going down a lot, but you might be paying a premium right now versus, say, November. I think you'll mm-hmm. find better deals because there's such low inventory, but so many buyers out there right now. But there's so many people who want to sell. But I was just in one this morning that an, an older couple that needs to downsize. They've got a split level. She's having niche surgery. She can't be walking up and down the stairs anymore. But there's nothing out there for them to buy. Right oh, now, yeah. so she's like, I don't know when we'll put it on the market because we got to find something first. Yeah, get one of those chairs that you can ride up the railing. I think there's a lot of them out there that want to sell, but they don't know where to go. So yeah, people are holding back on putting it on the market. Right. Yeah. Sometimes a nice solution there too is to find like a one that's in construction, like a patio home or mm-hmm. or a townhome like that that's in construction, and then. You say, okay, we're going to move in here October 16th, and then you can really game plan on the sale of their home too. Yeah. Yep. Gives them some time. But, yeah, if, if anyone's thinking about selling now, is if you can find a place to move to, <laughs> it's uh, it's about as good as it gets in my opinion. And I think we'll see that all the way through July. I'm not sure what August will bring. I'm sure it'll still be a good market, but – I'm almost hopeful that it cools down a little bit so I can yeah. get back it, to I life. I think it's going to depend on once we hear what the 
what's going to happen for school too. And mm-hmm. and, the, kids, and the elections coming too. until July, end of July, I think. Yeah, I think we'll see a bit of a pause in November or October with the elections coming up as well. All right, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Thanks a lot, Andy. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks. This has been Andy Polsky's Guide to Financial Freedom Through Real Estate. Andy and the team at the AP Group of REMAX Advantage Plus bring you, the listener, and their clients a wealth of knowledge and experience in real estate, investing, remodeling, construction, vacation rentals, and developing. They can be reached at 763-639-6522 or online at apgroupmn.com. This podcast was produced by Minnesota Podcasting, who can be found online at mnpodcasting.com. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the individual participants alone and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the AP Group, REMAX Advantage Plus, or Minnesota Podcasting.